0: Hello, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the conflicts of Israel and Palestine. By nature, humans are complex creatures. We long for a sense of purpose, meaning and an explanation for the world around us. We've been this way since the beginning of our inception. We strive for these things, and with that, we create belief systems. These belief systems are complicated systems that influence how one sees the world and functions. It provides an explanation to the unexplained and it provides greater meaning and purpose to life these belief systems have been passed down from generation to generation and have become cultural phenomena. years of knowledge and information regarding beliefs of a higher spirit or a higher entity has manifested itself as to what we would commonly refer to now as religion due to the cultural ties of religion is become something that is sacred the sacredness of religion has led to many conflicts within history one of the biggest being the israel and palestine conflict before we discuss the conflict we must discuss zionism zionism is a movement that's based off of the culture and tradition of the jewish community this movement fostered a desire for the followers of Judaism religion to establish a sacred homeland for followers of the religion. This homeland had to be specifically established within Palestine due to what they hold true of their past ancestral history. Um what they hold true of the history is that they basically have to inhabit the land of palestine because that's where they believe that or that's the specific place that they believe is written within their uh within their sacred text so the movement was really ignited after a societal development that occurred at the time this movement start like started around 1881 and this was due to the vast amounts of anti-semitism that the jewish people were facing at the time this anti-semitism that they're facing caused them to want sovereignty and a stronger sense of identity and um for context anti-semitism is basically showing prejudice towards people who are jewish and that was very common at the time um they also desired nationality and they desired this because they wanted more of a they wanted to be more unified as a people and you know more more influential more you know they just kind of wanted their own thing you know own identity as a people so they desired nationality and the only way they could do that was by establishing their homeland this is where the actual conflict comes into play. Around 1882 is when Jewish people started immigrating to Israel to claim the land with increasing numbers of Jewish people arriving upon the land over time. These immigrants established many types of architecture and even political institutions. Of course, due to them encroaching upon Palestinian land there was an issue with that the Palestinians didn't appreciate what um the Jewish people were doing they and this was obviously due to the fact that they had opposing religious beliefs the Palestinian people were Arab Muslims while the people of Israel um the jewish people they they they're jewish so it's really just a confl- like conflicting of two different separate religions you know as people tend to strongly believe within their own ideologies and their religions so that's where the conflict really happened and not only that too not only the religious aspect There's also the political aspect that, you know, that's a part of that, because, you know, they came upon this land to try to establish their own homeland, basically have their own kind of like space. You know, what I mean, like they want to be recognized politically, but there's but it's also done for the reasons of religion. This caused tension between um, both Palestine and Israel. Uh, They didn't see eye to eye regarding, um, you know, of course, the land and religious beliefs. And um, this caused it so that there was many, like, conflicts between the two groups. Right? Because... Um, cause, cause the the two groups don't really respect exactly what each of them are trying to achieve, right? Like the, um, the people of Israel, they don't really respect the religion of the people of Palestine. The people of Palestine, they don't recognize them as an actual, they don't recognize them as, you know. An actual uh like people who are actually trying to form a nation, you know what I'm saying? They kind of undermine them and see them as more of a collective of people who are part of the same religion. As um as stated by Galia Golan, the author of The History of Two State Solution, the Palestinians see the people of Israel as simply being part of religion, but not as a nation you know deducing them down to simply just a group of people who are part of a religion instead of taking them seriously as they're trying to form a nation undermines them so that's really where the whole conflict kind of you know originates from as they're essentially devalued in a way it really wasn't until 1947 that this conflict really reached the boiling point so according to um yair mazor on page one 131 of the digest of middle eastern studies um the united nations ended up proposing uh something called the two-state solution and it was basically supposed to partition Palestine, right? It was supposed to separate Palestine as the United Nations saw that basically creating uh, like creating a partition of the actual, you know, like of the actual country into an Arab and Jewish state, uh, separately would bring upon some sort of, you know, resolution to the whole issue because, um, during that time, the tensions were high between the two. So that was something that definitely needed to occur, or at least it was some, it was seen as a good possible solution to the issue at the time. After this idea was proposed, Palestine and other Arab countries didn't agree to go along with the proposal, basically. And that proposal, at that point, led to a war breaking out that was between um, Palestine and the Arab countries um, against Israel. Uh, The the victory in this situation went to Israel, and this was very significant because um, this allowed them to acquire the land, which basically allowed them to gain more and more power within the region. But we'll get to that. Um, Along with this victory, a lot of Palestinians were expelled from the country um which of course is good for the people of israel because of course it would give them some more dominance and also you know allow more jewish people to come into the country so um after that first war another war broke out in 1957 and israel won that war they gained control of the Sinai desert Um, But it was given back to Egypt later on. Um, June 1967, the Sinai Desert was recaptured by Israel, along with the West Bank and Jordan and the Golan Heights um, in Syria. Uh, This was the result of the Six Day War, as they call it. Um, Settlements were also made in the West Bank. Regardless of potential conflicts that could have occurred from that, and as you can see here, with everything that's going on, you can start to see that the power of Israel is starting to actually grow. Like they're starting to, because after after all, like after both of these wars, they ended up getting into more wars later on, but. Around here is when you can really start to see the development of Israel as a nation. You know, they start to gain more political power and political influence. And they start to basically be able to, you know, fend off all these, you know, other Arab countries. And as stated earlier, most of the residents of the like, Palestine, or the Palestinian region, they have now, like, they left, you know, so, that left a really huge impact with the amount of people that left, you know, uh, according to, um, Yair Mazor, um, basically, almost, like, 700,000 people, um, on the Palestinian side, left Palestine after the first war. So that's a good majority of people that left within that amount of time. The region is now starting to, you know, cause as time passes, the region is now starting to become pr- predominantly controlled by, um, by the people of Israel. And even skipping to modern day, that's exactly what it's like you know um the whole region the whole former palestinian region is now controlled by the people of israel and the conflict of both sides hasn't really been resolved even as of present day the the two states resolution is still something to be considered for both sides but over the years it hasn't come to fruition due to the large amounts of tension between the two sides. but regardless of years of refusal to make peace between these two groups, it doesn't seem entirely impossible to do so. And I say this because um, within the article why optimism about the pers- about the prospects of the two-state solution is justified. The author explains how peace between the two may be possible. You know, the author shows a little optimism in regards to this case. Within the ever-changing political climate, it's hard to really, it's hard to truly say that things will remain the same over time. Over time, we've seen many developments, such as the development of the Israel making, of Israel making peace between or interacting with former political opponents or people that, or like political figures that have condemned them Uh, like a few years back, you know, um, a specific example I want to give is, um, Arab countries like Jordan, Egypt, they used to be enemies of Israel due to wars fought and disagreements, you know, over religion and land. But peace treaties have been signed between these Arab nation, Arab nations and Israel. Developments like these can change the outcome of the situation within the future. So I think it's really important to be aware of these types of things when considering possible outcomes. And that's it for my podcast. Thank you for listening.